As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We begin the week with a ton of injury updates from the weekend before taking a look at this week's unusual schedule and Monday streamers. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It worked great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, April 19th. I'm Derek Van Riper, flying solo today, and it was a busy weekend with lots of injury news, so we're going to get to all of that before we dig into everything else on today's show. Ronald Acuna left Sunday night's game against the Cubs with an abdominal strain. He is day-to-day for now. We should know later in the day on Monday if he's going to require a stint on the IL, but the injuries have been piling up on the Braves in recent days with Christian Pache and Ender Inciarte already on the IL. Guillermo Heredia has been getting regular run in the Braves outfield, and they may have to turn to one of their prospects, Drew Waters, to possibly come up if Acuna does in fact require a stint on the IL himself. So watching very carefully throughout the day on Monday for further details before setting lineups for the week, or at least for the first part of the week, but Acuna day-to-day at the time of this recording, early Monday morning. But the Braves have also been dealing with the absence of Ozzy Albies. Ere Adrianza has been filling in at second base. The Braves start their week on Tuesday with an interleague series against the Yankees. Starling Marte dealing with an oblique or intercostal injury. Given the nature of the injury, it seems likely that he'll require a stint on the IL. The Marlins have not made a move just yet. Their roster is not built for a Marte absence, unfortunately. John Birdie could start some games in center field, but more likely a corresponding roster move if Marte goes on the IL. It's going to bring up someone like Lewis Brinson to pick up a lot of that playing time. Lance Lynn one of the league's most durable starters, goes on the IL with a strained trapezius. His next turn in the rotation lined up for Wednesday. That led to a lot of speculation that Michael Kopech, who's been pitching very well out of the bullpen, might actually get that opportunity. Kopech actually pitched in one of the games of the White Sox doubleheader on Sunday against Boston, so he is not a candidate to make that start, given that there's only a two-day break before that turn comes up. 
in the corresponding move for Lynn's placement on the IL, Zach Birdie was recalled from the White Sox alternate site to give the White Sox an extra arm for their bullpen. For the Dodgers, Gavin Lux is the latest player to hit the IL. He is dealing with a wrist injury. Uh, Manager Dave Roberts said he expects Lux to be back after the 10-day minimum. So good news there. They recalled Sheldon Noisy from their alternate site, and he got to start against the lefty with the Padres, Blake Snell, getting the nod on Sunday. But beyond Sunday, it's going to be interesting to see if Noisy gets a lot of opportunities to play. Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, and Zach McKinstry each started games at second base before the Dodgers put Lux on the IL. So you could see Edwin Rios ending up picking up some playing time as a result. Uh, Luke Rayleigh, who got some starts recently, could also continue to play as a result of the shuffle in the Dodgers lineup. There's no timetable for Steven Strasburg. He has been placed on the IL with a shoulder injury. Apparently, Strasburg did not feel right after going through his between starts side session. This comes on the heels, of course, of Strasburg getting hit in a big way last time out against the Cardinals last week. Seven earned runs over four innings, three strikeouts, five walks. And of course, as we talked about in the show, Strasburg's velocity was down in that outing, just as it was in his first outing of the year when he pitched well against the Braves back on April 7th. As far as the actual replacement goes, Eric Fetty pitched very well for the Nats on Saturday against the Diamondbacks. He had nine strikeouts, only walked one batter across five innings, scattered five hits, and only allowed one run. He makes a lot of sense as the temporary fill-in. Getting the schedule to line up will be another matter, of course. Uh, It was Paulo Espino who got the nod for the Nats, filling in for Strasburg on short notice on Sunday. But Fetty likely ahead of Espino on the organizational depth chart at this point. So if you're looking for a starter, Fetty is going to be that guy more likely than not. Gary Sanchez has a hand injury. He is considered day-to-day for now. The Yankees among the teams not playing on Monday. They begin a two-game interleague series against Atlanta on Tuesday. There's a chance that Sanchez will be ready to return for that. Kyle Higashioka continues to pick up extra playing time in Sanchez's brief absence so far. Some other Yankees news. Rudnett Odor appears to be the everyday second baseman until Luke Voigt is back. Odor started his seventh straight game against the Rays on Sunday, and he hit his first home run as a Yankee over the weekend on Saturday. Uh, One other Yankees news item to pass along. Jay Bruce officially retired on Sunday, ending a career that spanned 14 years in the big leagues after Bruce was the 12th overall pick by the Reds back in 2005. From the Blue Jays, George Springer has a batting practice on tap this week. It's possible that he will return during their weekend series. Springer is working his way back from a quad injury that was suffered while he was rehabbing an oblique strain. He is still yet to make his Blue Jays debut. Jake Lamb saw some time in left field for the White Sox over the weekend. Still a revolving door there as Adam Engel is sidelined until late April. Uh, But Andrew Vaughn still getting the bulk of the playing time in left for the White Sox, at least for now. And Spencer Turnbull expected to make his season debut Wednesday against the Pirates. It looks like Tarek Skubal is going to get bumped from the rotation, but given some potential limitations in Turnbull's workload for his first start of the season, Skubal is likely to follow him. If you look at Skubal's workload in each of his last two starts, he completed just four innings. So if Turnbull goes in front of him and Skubal throws 
multiple innings as a follower, he actually has an increased chance of getting the win in what amounts to a very favorable spot, but certainly something to keep a very close eye on as far as Scooble's workload goes beyond this week because it will be much more difficult to roster him in redraft leagues if he is in fact bumped from the rotation. Let's talk about a few standout performances from Sunday. Really not a bad day for pitching ratios overall, unless you had Kyle Hendricks going up against Atlanta. Hendricks gave up seven runs on seven hits over four innings uh, in that one before departing. But Aaron Nola threw a complete game, two-hit shutout with 10 Ks in a win over the Cardinals. Kyle Gibson fired eight scoreless with six strikeouts against Baltimore. And John Means pitched really well on the other side of that one, striking out nine, going seven scoreless and only allowing three hits against the Rangers. We saw Marcus Stroman toss a gem in Colorado. One run on three hits over eight innings, uh, struck out five, got the win in that outing as well as the Mets held on for a 2-1 win over the Rockies. Brady Singer went six scoreless for the Royals with six strikeouts. Shane Bieber had 13 Ks and in eight innings against the Reds on Sunday. Trevor Bauer had seven Ks in six innings against San Diego, and Matthew Boyd continues his turnaround. He went seven in the third inning, struck out five, and gave up a couple runs on four hits. Did not factor in the decision, but pitched really well. And Very encouraging to see him turning things around. We had one other pitcher's duel in Miami. Alex Wood only threw 61 pitches, but got through five scoreless innings. And then Pablo Lopez on the other side, nine Ks, two walks, scattered six hits, Did not allow an earned run. Actually took a pretty tough luck loss in this one as the Marlins fell 1-0. Madison Bumgarner held it together for five innings, struck out five, only allowed one earned run in his appearance. And Garrett Cole, not surprisingly, racked up 10 Ks over six and a third innings against Tampa Bay despite pitching in a losing effort. On the hitting side, several multi-home run games. Guillermo Heredia, who I mentioned a bit earlier, getting a little extra run with all the injuries in the Atlanta offense, went 3-for-4 with a couple of home runs, six RBIs in the Braves' 13-4 route over the Cubs. Daniel Vogelback had a couple of homers for the Brewers, made a spot start at first base, and made the most of that opportunity, finishing 2-for-5 in a losing effort against Pittsburgh. Anthony Rizzo popped a couple of home runs on the losing side for the Cubs against Atlanta. Trey Turner also homered twice for the Nats, and Brian Reynolds went deep for the Pirates. He's been on a bit of a tear. A couple more hits for him, now hitting 317 for the season, has three multi-hit games in his last five contests. A couple of closer-related notes to pass along real quick. Gregory Soto entered a tie game in the ninth inning and took the loss for the Tigers on Sunday. It appears that Brian Garcia is taking over as the main source of saves, but the Tigers are really mixing and matching quite a bit. So it really comes down to how deep your league is. If you're in a league with 15 or more teams, you might still be able to justify keeping Soto on the roster, but Garcia does have what appears to be the slight upper hand for more save chances. We did see Tyler Rogers get the save for San Francisco in that one nothing win over the Marlins, but that was simply the result of Jake McGee being unavailable on the COVID-related IL. McGee could be back in a matter of days, so Rogers would be a very temporary pickup if you're looking to get a few saves out of that situation. Taking a look at the weekly planner, just an odd week for scheduling. The Twins, of course, had a couple of games postponed over the weekend in their matchup against the Angels as they are working with a COVID-19 situation. They may have a doubleheader with Oakland scheduled on Tuesday. Their game for Monday has already been pushed back, so we'll see if that actually materializes here 
in the next few hours. A handful of teams only playing five games this week with a lot of interleague games on the schedule. That group includes the Braves, the Orioles, the Rockies, and the Jays. A few teams with much heavier schedules. Seven game weeks on tap for the Red Sox, the Angels, the Padres, and the Giants. The Padres might welcome Denelson Lamette back into the rotation this week as well, so we're definitely keeping our eyes out for some more information about his availability. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's take a look at a few streamers available for Monday. We begin with Danny Duffy. He's got a home start against the Rays. And the common refrain I've had about the Rays going back to last season, they strike out a lot. They have a league average offense so far in terms of WRC+, but much like 2020, striking out 27.1% of the time that currently ranks 6th in Major League Baseball. Duffy's averaging 93.9 miles per hour on his four-seam fastball thus far. That is the fastest he's thrown that pitch since 2016, still mixing a slider, a changeup, and a curveball as well. And the good news here, if you're in a weekly league and you get this pickup in, He's got a second turn over the weekend against the Tigers as well. So another favorable matchup coming up for Duffy next time out after a slightly more difficult one, but not too bad of a matchup against the Rays on Monday. Chase Anderson draws the Giants. And much like 2020, Chase Anderson is throwing more cutters than he did in the past, which is a good adjustment for him. Unfortunately for Anderson, the four-seamer has just been punished by opposing hitters in recent seasons. He's given up 37 home runs on that pitch since the start of 2018. And of course, when Anderson is at his best, the changeup gets whiffs for him, gets some weak contact as well, and avoiding damage, especially now that he's pitching half his games in Philadelphia, is going to be really important for him. So home against San Francisco, actually a usable matchup, especially with that little adjustment we're seeing from Chase Anderson again here in 2021. On the other side of that Rays-Royals matchup, Josh Fleming, viable at least in leagues that don't have strikeout rate as a category and probably in leagues that don't have an innings cap because those effectively make strikeout rate more important. Uh, Fleming, a lot like a Randy Dobnik type, I think, in terms of what you expect for Ks, but his ability to induce weak contact and pitching for a good team certainly helps increase the probability of him getting wins. Just tread very carefully because it is a contact-heavy profile for Josh Fleming. One other streamer to consider, Joe Ross going up against the Cardinals. It's been a very heavy sinker-slider mix from him early, averaging 93 miles an hour on the fastball right now. Still throwing some four-seamers and change-ups to round out the arsenal, but as far as this matchup goes, Ross catches the Cardinals in D.C., and the Cardinals appear to be underperforming the projections this far, but I think we want to try and take advantage of this matchup while we can. They're carrying an 88 WRC plus as a team thus far, so 12% worse than a league average offense, and striking out 25% of the time. So that's enough of a bump where I think Ross should be out there in most mixed leagues on Monday. One quick reminder before I go, we do have an early start today, a very early start. The first game in Boston begins at 11.10 a.m. Eastern as the Red Sox close out their series with the White Sox on Patriots Day. 
That is going to wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. As always, if you're enjoying this show, we'd really appreciate a quick rating and review if you're listening on a platform like Apple Podcasts or any other place that allows you to do that. If you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, you can pick up a subscription at $3.99 a month to start at theathletic.com slash baseball in 15. Thanks for listening. We're back with you on Tuesday. <laughs>